Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? out in my mind that there was one of two things I had a right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. Harriet Tubman. Woo, folks, what a week, what a week, what a week. Woo, can I tell you, I am so grateful. I am so, so grateful for Senator Dennis Linthicum, Senator Kim Thatcher, Attorney Steve Jonkis, Keith Wilkins, Albert Benavides, John Baldwin, Judge Paul Nally, Kelly Mordecai, oh my goodness, Brian O'Shea, and I'm sure I'm missing some other people associated with this great, great team. But folks, there are Americans out there that have been fighting for you for years, that love you oh so very much, and I get to work with them. What a lucky man I am. This week, we, uh, we're getting ready. We're getting ready for December 5th when all of the our appeal is going to be heard um, in the Ninth Circuit. Um, got a story to tell you about that uh, after we welcome you into the show. Uh, but I got to tell you, we have done this week all of us have done uh, roughly 25 interviews this week on the grand juries. And it's so wonderful to see Americans receptive to this idea of the grand jury as a shield and a sword. Um, I think today I'm going to pull up some frequently asked questions about the grand jury, something I had done a little bit before in a previous episode. So might be a little bit of an overlap. I forget where I left off, but I want to make sure that we really use today to talk about this grand jury, uh, because coming up uh, next Tuesday will be when the court deliberates now. And I'll tell you what happened with that in a second. But the idea is that, you know, one of the things that's so encouraging right now, 2020, when we got started, you know, way back when, we saw people so poorly educated on the topic like their own health that they were going into, Americans were going into stores and clearing out the shelves of toilet paper, <laughs> but leaving all the vitamin C and vitamin D and Allison and garlic and all these wonderful things that can really help leaving it on the shelf. And I just put a post out um, this week just saying, hey, everybody, I'm concerned there's something going on. I think I put it out on Monday. Concerned that there's something going around right now, sore throat, prolonged cough, you know, flu-like symptoms, stuff like that, right? And I just said, make sure you're, you know, doing what we know how to do to make sure you're getting those vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin E, you know, make sure you're getting the probiotics in, make sure you're getting the quercetin and the zinc in, you know, all these things that that we can do. And it was so encouraging because that, that post I thought would reach maybe five, 10,000 people, something like that. 
ended up reaching over three quarters of a million people, which was really wonderful because we had so many people in there who have since become educated and know what quercetin is and know that they have to take vitamin D as a preventative to prepare their immune systems for this amazing thing, um, the, the amazing ability of the immune system to provide immunity to us. And I think it's that same uh, concept here with grand juries that's so important. There's going to be words that you don't know. There's going to be things that you don't understand about it, but don't let that get in the way of your learning process. That's why we learn. And we want to become as well-versed in the grand jury system as a shield and a sword against evil in our government. We want to become so well-versed in it, know how to access it, know how to utilize it, and teach our children how to utilize that system as well, so that in the future, this can never happen again. We want to become so well-versed in it that we are no longer afraid of some of these words we don't know. And in no longer being afraid of these words we don't know, something incredible happens. Conversations, advice. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do X, Y, and Z. How do I know? Because I learned. How do I know? Because when I didn't know, I didn't let fear dominate. I went and asked questions and I made sure that I listened and I made sure that I read. A person who has, uh, who cannot read or refuses to read, I should say, let me back that up. A person who refuses to read has no advantages over a person that can't. So it's incumbent upon all of us to make sure that we're reading right now and that we are learning our true power, the true power of people who are free. <laughs> Aloha and welcome healers of all ages, including my growing number of teens and young adults searching for natural solutions in a world full of synthetic problems. <clears throat> problems that you didn't create. I'm going to do my best, folks, after 25 interviews. I'm going to do my best to uh, keep my voice really strong here. It's, uh, I, think, I think I've come to the end. I've been doing saltwater gargles every day. I've been drinking my organic herbal tea. I've been taking my manuka honey and propolis lozenges and my organic zinc and elderberry lozenges and my organic zinc and vitamin C and elderberry lozenges. I got lozenges all over the place right now. I got tea right with me and um, uh, still after 25 interviews, folks, in, in five days, uh, really in four days, um, I'm going to give you the best I got. But uh, you might hear that Dr. H is a little bit out of gas in today's show. Please don't mistake that for the spirit of my conviction, which is tireless. And I want yours to be tireless, too. So welcome Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to Energetic Health Radio. And thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, as you know by now, I'm your host, Dr. H, Dr. Henry Ely. And on this show, on Energetic Health Radio, and really anywhere that I go, <laughs> we'll talk about anything, everything, and most things in between um, because we believe in freedom, freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech doesn't exist to Protect the speech you agree with, the speech that's easy to talk about. Freedom of speech exists in the First Amendment specifically. To protect the speech that you don't agree with. To, to protect the right 
for people who have something that might be socially or politically unpopular or inconvenient to give us an opportunity to make sure we get to say it too, so that you can consider what we have to say. This is what makes the whole censorship farce such a problem, you know, that, hey, you can't say that. We're going to fact check. We're going to label it as misinformation. We're going to try and propagandize and steer people's thought processes into what we want them to think, right? You're just a conspiracy theorist, Dr. H. Thank you for that compliment. You're just an anti-vaxxer, Dr. H. Thank you for that compliment. You're right. I am a, I am an anti-vaxxer. Proudly. I'm going to wear it like a badge of honor. You know why? Because it's right to be an anti-vaxxer. It's right to be anti-anything corrupt, anything that is harming children, anything that is uh, criminal in its existence. Yeah, you're right. I am anti all that stuff, right? Conspiracy theorist? Well, I don't know about that. I don't know what a theorist is. I'm a conspiracy factist. And the big difference between a conspiracy theorist and a conspiracy factist is probably about three months. <laughs> That's all it is. I just happen to be ahead of most people. Why? Because I read. Why? Because I ask questions. Why? Because I don't accept narratives as fact. I don't accept opinions as fact. And I don't care about people's feelings when I'm asking a hard question. I want to know. I want to know because I have people that I love, that depend on me, that trust me. I depend on me to know what I'm talking about. And I have a promise to everybody. I don't speak on anything I don't know anything about. If you ask me a question and I don't know the answer to it, my answer to you is I don't know. If somebody speculates on something and wants to get my opinion on something, you've heard me say, I'm sure, in interviews by this point, after all these years, I'm sure you've heard me say, I don't know enough about that to speak intelligently, right? <laughs> That's neither an endorsement of what's being said or a knock on whatever somebody else is saying. It's just saying, I don't know enough about it. And with everything I do know and where my areas of interest are, I might not have any interest in that topic. You know, I had somebody the other day hitting me up about um, <laughs> some football team. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that 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 time in my life has passed. You know, I used to care about sports when when they actually had something. You know, now I just watch them whenever as a a minute or something of mine. I might watch a little bit of a game and have some nostalgia of the way things used to be. But really, I don't have any. I don't kid myself. It's all entertainment. It's all part of the propaganda machine now. And there's so much money floating around that you get a bunch of talented people that don't even have to do anything to earn it anymore. You can just be hurt for a whole season and get a guaranteed paycheck. You know, what, what job can you do that in? That ain't the real world, right? So I know what it is. Just like when you're watching movies, you know, I can't tell you last time I went to a movie theater. One of, you know what? One of my favorite things used to be is going into a movie theater and watching the new release. I, I grew up just south of Hollywood. So, I mean, it was just, that was the thing you did, you know? And it was such a, I, I used to buy tickets and go sit outside in line, you know, back in the day before they had the signed seating. And you, it was just a whole scene. It was show, it was fun, right? I can't tell you the last time I've been in a theater. In fact, I do know the last time I was in a theater. I was in a theater watching uh, Immortals, Marvel's The Immortals, or, uh, or excuse me, The Eternals. See, that's how much... I care about this stuff now. And I got out of the theater when a dude 
a dude. Uh, there was there was just this scene between one of the characters and all of a sudden he was gay and they started making out on screen. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. And it's not because I don't I can't stand gayness or anything like that. Plenty of gay students and graduates and stuff like that. What you do with your life is your business. It's not really for me to say anything about what I objected to was the gratuitous nature of it, that it had no place in the character development or in the script. It was clearly just put in because it's the Disney agenda right now. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't need that. Went back to the box office and I was like, yeah, you can give me my money back right now. You know, we can't do that. You can get another ticket. Nope. You can just give me my money back. I don't like the product and I want my money back. And, you know, it turned into a thing, but eventually I got my money back. And that was the last time it's been years. That's the last time I was in a theater. Both me and my son, we were like, yeah, we're out of this. When you get to these places where, you know, like Harriet Tubman said, you get into a mentality where if I can't have one, I'm going to have the other. And that's where I exist. And sometimes it comes out fiery. Sometimes it comes out very loving. It's, it's, it should be all loving, but it's sometimes that... Uh, it comes out as that love that makes you feel really good. And sometimes it comes out as that fire, which is love that makes you feel like, wow, I'm a little uncomfortable by being around Dr. H. Yeah. Well, welcome to it. You know, I've had some people actually come up to me recently and be like, hey, is everything OK? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not OK. Children are still being murdered and criminals are walking around and buying stuff and acting like they've done some great service. We just saw that there was an award of to Drew Wiseman and Katal and Carrico, the, the developers of the of the uh, N1 methylated shots for Pfizer. And they just got a Nobel Prize. Yeah, no, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good. Um, and, you know, folks, well, well, don't can't you just be happy? Yeah, I actually am quite happy most of the day. Just sometimes I get a little upset and that's okay. You know, not getting upset at you and I'm not ill-intended, so it's okay. That's the real big deal right there. Well, what I want to say to you today is uh, just spend some time, some more time about the grand jury. I want to make sure we've been doing this every weekend for the last few weekends. I want to make sure I polish this off really well and get you all ready for what's going on. Um, you know, keep in mind, and I'm just going to close this up. We'll get we'll get to talking about what we need to talk about in the next segment, in the third segment. Got, I got some information you need to hear. All right. There's some stuff that's gone on in the last couple of days that you really need to hear about. Um, and uh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do about it, too. All right. Because it's some further indication of corruption in our judicial system. And it's uh, definitely got to be spoken about. We got to be able to have these adult conversations about what's going on. So uh, make sure and remember to tell all your freedom friends about America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, Energetic Health Radio, and Looking for Healing Radio, too. Make sure you send them to the AmericaOutloud.com uh, to get replays and all this wonderful information and all the other wonderful shows that are on that, on that incredible platform that we're so privileged to have. Uh, you can also listen to us live on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora Networks. Everything is all good there. And just go to the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa. Download it to your phone and listen in wherever and whenever you may be, because you can listen to all the stuff we've done. And what's so crazy looking back on all this is, you know, this is the 116th show that I've done for Energetic Health Radio. 
And do you know for Looking for Healing Radio, just in the last couple months, I've already done roughly 50, 55 shows on that as well. I mean, we're, we're talking about this is a pretty impressive catalog we're putting together here. So make sure you go and check it out and find some stuff in there for you. There's a whole lot of good stuff to listen to um, on, on both broadcasts and throughout the America Out Loud talk radio re- network. Now, this show, Energetic Health Radio, is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, which, as you know, is an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Just did a great interview with Dr. Paul Thomas on his show, Against the Wind. Um, he's He enrolled in energetic health institute and he you know started learning and and i got to tell you what an honor to have a person like that come in and say hey i want to learn what you have to teach about holistic nutrition it's just such a, a privilege to be able to teach him and and doctors and nurses like him we do have more and more doctors and nurses coming in and studying with me um and i'm not going to blow up everybody's names and stuff like that but it's just it's we're really grateful you know, really grateful that people come in and trust us at these high levels. And we're grateful for all of you who come in and trust us as well. Um, if I was doing something today, if I if I was stopping being a patient and starting being a student, I'd jump into that holistic nutrition certification in a heartbeat. And if you want to check it out, just go to energetichealthinstitute.org, fill out the scholarship application. It's all over the website and get on the phone with one of our wonderful welcome specialists. And they're going to tell you everything, everything about the school and Hopefully we can we can have you and invite you in to be a new family member uh, with us. Now, Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. One of the things that I am putting in my body on a daily basis right now from Dr. Ed Group is his wonderful liposomal vitamin C. It is fantastic, that vitamin C. It tastes delicious. It's super potent, and it's perfectly indicated right now, especially as we're getting into the winter months when we're under some stress. When the light is a little bit lower, so our body is a little bit more susceptible, and especially when we're taking in maybe a little bit of that extra pumpkin pie that we had last week and stuff like that. So make sure you're putting those nutrients in right now. One of my advice to all the moms out there right now, uh, because we got something going around the country and we've been kind of monitoring it and figuring it out. We've been recommending saltwater gargles and uh, thyme tea and all the all the usual suspects, the vitamin A, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, the vitamin E, the, the zinc, the quercetin, all that good stuff, um, is that to start getting nutrients into your children right now before they get sick um, so that you can likely prevent a lot of illnesses. But if they do happen to get sick, it's going to be relatively minor and easy to pass. All right. Because one of the things we've been hearing around the country is that people have been coughing and having sore throats for extended periods of time. And that's where I think that um, saltwater gargles and uh, manuka honey and propolis lozenges, the elderberry and zinc lozenges, the the t- uh, thyme tea comes in. And thyme tea is real simple. It's just thyme that you put in some distilled water, some hot distilled water. It's pretty straightforward, pretty easy to do. So um, when you go to Global Healing, make sure you put in promo code out loud. Check out that wonderful wonderful vitamin C in all their catalog. Check out the ultimate cellular health for anybody who's dealing with uh, turbo cancer. And we'll do a show on that next week after we get through all this grand jury stuff. I'll I'll do a full show on the ultimate cellular healing uh, formula that Dr. Group and I put together and explain what it is and why it's so impactful for 
situations where there's cancer. So uh, we'll, we'll do that next week. All right. But in the meantime, everybody, um, just say go to globalhealing.com. If there is one brand that I would actually endorse, and I've never endorsed a brand before, but if there is a brand that I would endorse because I put it in my body and I I know they know what they're doing. I've been to the facilities. Um, it would be Global Healing. To me, that is the best in the world uh, today. And um, it's a real honor to be able to work with Dr. Group and all the amazing people over there. It's just good people doing really good things. That's a prime example of how business should be done and should be run over at globalhealing.com. So check them out. Now, uh, we do have a really great show for you today. We're going to talk and wrap up this grand jury stuff. I want to get the education in, uh, but I'm going to invite you all to beyondthecon.com on Tuesday, December 5th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's Beyond the Con. I'm going to invite you there because we're going to do a free uh, live stream press conference and Q&A session um, to kick off phase two of the grand jury initiative. A lot of people have been asking, well, what can I do? How can I get involved? We're going to show you. We're going to show you what the blueprint is for us in 2024. We want you involved. We want you getting in to this fight and we're going to do everything we can to give you the tools and resources to be able to do it. So go to beyondthecon.com, December 5th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and make sure you join us for that live stream. All right, healers, we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, healers, welcome back. As I said, it's been a long week. Thank you for bearing with me. I appreciate it. I know I sound a little bit tired. You know why? Because I am a little bit tired at this point. Um, 25 interviews. I, I don't know if I've done this many before in a week. I know I've done a high number, like in the high teens. I don't know if I've crossed into about 25 in a week. But I can tell you this is no joke, all right? And the only reason I would ever even consider doing this many interviews in a week is for you. That's all. I would never consider doing this many interviews to promote some product or some class or something that I'm doing. I'd never consider doing this many interviews to do something that could even remotely be self-serving. This is all about just being selfless, right? One of those one of those things that one of those opportunities that we have every single day to take no offense 
to speak truth, to be selfless, and to remain humble. You know, I I, I get a kick out of these pro-vax people that start hunting me down, thinking that I'm going to engage them the way that that uh, they're used to being engaged with. You know, they're going to say something mean. I'm going to say something mean back, blah, 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 blah. They say something mean. I, I, I'll say some mean stuff back. I'm not even going to lie. I'll, I'll say some mean stuff back to them. But it always comes with a question. You know, it always comes with some question or something like that. And, and you know what you try, what they're trying to do, because for some reason, this has become a thing on Twitter where it's a badge of honor to show that you've been blocked by somebody, you know, like, hey, I, 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 tr- I was trying to hunt this person down. I was being real mean to him. And then, you know, and then he blocked me and then they take a screenshot of the blocking and that they it's like that's how they won. It's one of the most it's one of the dumbest things on social. There's many dumb things. It's one of the dumb things on social media. So I have a rule. I don't block anybody. <laughs> you know, I think that everyone, I believe in freedom. And I believe that you have the right to express your stupidity on full display for the whole world to see. So, uh, you know, just keep typing away and, you know, and make sure you remove all doubt as to your allegiance, <laughs> you know, and I let people do it. Um, I think one of the things that cracks me up with those kind of things, because, you know, it, it's it gets into that first of the ideals of take no offense. Is I give people permission, I give stupidity permission to have the last word, you know, think about it for a second. Right. When do we get into conflicts with people and, and stupid, I mean, stupid conflicts? And what are we always trying to do? We're trying to have the last word. The final say is if the final say is what gives it. And I, I've fallen into that trap a bunch, you know, uh, especially over the last three years. I've fallen into that trap a bunch of where I'm just not going to be shouted down and I'm going to get the last word in and blah, 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 blah. And just in the last couple of months, I've had a couple of revelations about that. You know, this taking no offense and having no wrath. And it's like, yeah, the wrath belongs to God. But I can still be a little upset about what's going on. And what I've decided to do is just give stupidity the last word. I already know how I feel about it. I already know what I'm doing. I already know that there's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to change your mind. So go ahead and show the whole world just how stupid you are, you know? And I think that's a good habit. Just let me step to the side and get out of the way. You're going to, you're going to show the whole world, you know, why they shouldn't listen to you. So just a little food for thought as we're getting into this grand jury um, show here, just a little food for thought, you know, uh, I'm going to be persistent. Don't get me wrong, but you know, when, yeah, you got to pick and choose, right? Discretion is the better part of value. You got to pick and choose uh, where you want to put your energy, especially, you know, when you don't have very much of it because you're like me, maybe doing a little too much. Um, it makes silly arguments and stupid conversations really unappealing, you know, when you get down to it. You know, you get people who they just want to, all they want to do is get blocked by you. All they want to do is, be aggravating to you, you know, and it's like, you know what, you can't aggravate me, you know, (laughs) you know why? Because I know that you are the problem. You are the unpaid or paid minions of evil. And if you can't see it, then you can't see it. So 
that doesn't mean everybody else can't see it. And all I got to do is get out of the way and let you keep talking. Just some food for thought for you, everybody. All right. So here we go with the grand jury. Now, if you go to uh, beyondthecon.com, that's beyondthecon.com. You're going to scroll down a little bit. We'll do some reorganizing on this, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, you got to scroll down and you got to get to the grand jury FAQs. This was authored by Kelly Mordecai, one of our two grand jury experts and author of The Hidden Fourth Branch. Now, I know I've talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more because I want to explain grand juries to everybody. And let me just read some of what's on this document for you all. Why are we focused on the grand jury solution? Why? Because Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, they can't be sued by American citizens who have been injured or killed by the experimental COVID um, shots. The first and oldest protection is the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, and it's codified in our laws as 42 USC 300 AA. Now, if you go to the dash 11 and dash 22, that's where you're going to find the specific immunity that you cannot sue them on this product when it hurts you. It's one of the most socially repugnant and, um, laws in our in, in existence. Today. It is the most socially repugnant law in, in our on our books today. It's the closest thing to a repugnant law on the level of slavery that I've ever seen. And why do I say that? Because when you go to 42 USC 300 AA-15, you see that there is actually a price on a child's head. That's right. There is a price on a child's head. In that dash 15 section, if a child dies, is murdered by these shots, mom and dad get $250,000. $250,000. And that's after they go through the arduous journey of even having to prove that it happened. And you, your baby's dead. What do you care about that money? And believe me, there ain't a parent in the world that cares about that money. You mean I, I get $250,000 because I was stupid enough to put my baby in the hands of a cult of Asclepius zealot who's screaming safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, and can't tell me one ingredient in any of these damn shots. I'm in mourning, and you think that that money means anything to me, and then you're going to offer it at $250,000. You explain to me how that's much different from slavery, where we had prices on people's heads. You explain to me how there's, that's much different, because I don't see it. Now, the only legal concept that penetrates these protections, and this is where it gets interesting, and would allow Americans to be able to sue these evil companies, these fraudulent companies. And yes, I can call Pfizer a fraudulent company, not only from the information that I've already published in peer-reviewed uh, manuscripts, but also from the fact that the DOJ has on their <laughs> website showing that Pfizer is a fraudulent company to the tune of uh, $2.3 billion paid for the fraud that they committed. But the only concept in law that is going to penetrate the um, protections of the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act and the second protections of the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness, or otherwise known as the PREP Act, the only thing that's going to penetrate that is willful misconduct, proof of willful misconduct. And that's what we have here, in my opinion, relative to 
this COVID fiasco. So what is a grand jury? Grand jury is an independent legal authority empowered by the United States Constitution, case law, and history. A grand jury is composed of everyday people like you and me entrusted to investigate any and all allegations of felonious criminal activity and in particular, quote unquote, willful misconduct by public officials. This is the sword function of the grand jury. Grand juries possess the legal authority to indict anyone believed to be guilty where evidence and testimony substantiates the allegations of criminal activity. Once indicted, alleged criminals are required to stand trial or seek a plea bargain. And that's where it moves them over after the grand jury has investigated them. It moves them back over to the more traditional, what most Americans associate with juries, the trial by jury, because people are and should be innocent until proven guilty. But I can tell you this, if a grand jury has indicted you, there's a good chance, a damn good chance that you are guilty. And that's why a lot of people seek plea bargains. Grand juries are comprised of U.S. citizens, 18 or older, and selected directly from the communities they are appointed to serve. Because grand juries are required to function independently of judicial and U.S. attorney influence, they possess broad powers to subpoena all records, all testimony and all witnesses necessary for their investigations into the alleged criminal activity. Referred to as the unofficial fourth branch of the government, grand juries possess enormous power to pursue justice on behalf of we the people, particularly in times when corruption is evident and going unchecked. With clear evidence during the COVID crisis that crimes against humanity, extensive fraud, and rampant acts of willful misconduct have been committed, grand juries present the best potential peaceful solution for Americans to seek justice. A grand jury convened to independently investigate government officials and public health officials for corruption, fraud, and willful misconduct can ensure that at any and all alleged criminals stand trial for any wrongdoing discovered. Can any U.S. citizen petition a grand jury? Yes. Every U.S. citizen retains the First Amendment right of petition, while some states have made significant effort to install obstacles that prevent ordinary U.S. citizens from actively engaging their right to petition grand juries. These rights are maintained in all 50 states, nevertheless. Kansas, Nevada, North Dakota, New Mexico, Nebraska, and Oklahoma have laws that specifically empower citizen-led grand juries without the need to file formal petitions through a U.S. attorney or state attorney general acting as a middleman in the process. Once again, that's Kansas, Nevada, North Dakota, New Mexico, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. Direct lines into the grand jury through citizen activity through citizen action. Now, Justice William O. Douglas wrote of the origin of the First Amendment's right of petition in Adderley v. Florida in 1966. His opinion, quote, the historical antecedents of the right to petition for the redress of grievance run deep and strike to the very heart of democratic philosophy. Chief Justice uh, William Douglas. How does a U.S. citizen petition a grand jury? Well, this is the question, isn't it? The process for filing a petition to a grand jury differs from state to state and county to county and federally. And those are the three levels that you'll find, federal, state, and county. 
There are over 3,143 counties in the United States, meaning there can be over 3,143 grand juries, one for each county. And those grand juries are not limited to stay in their grant in their county jurisdiction. If that investigation says they have to extend to the state level, if that says they have to extend their investigation to the federal level, they can do so. California has a form one can fill out to submit to a county grand jury. However, a petition does not require a format. This is based on your right to petition protected by the First Amendment. For a federal grand jury, there are several ways to access the grand jury. The first is 18 U.S.C. 3332. Uh, the second is through a federal judge. And the third is by providing a re request to appear letter to a grand jury member per 18 U.S.C. 1504. Now, 3332, 18 U.S.C. 3332 says clearly any such attorney receiving information concerning such an alleged offense from any other person shall, if requested by such other persons, inform the grand jury of such alleged offense, the identity of such other person and such attorney's actions or recommendations. So what this is saying is that if you are talking to a U.S. attorney and you say, I have information here, substantiated allegations and evidence of criminal activity, and I want you to get this information to a grand jury, 18 U.S.C. 3332 says that they shall do that. And what that word shall is, is so important because shall removes what's called prosecutorial discretion. Shall removes the ability of the attorney to say, you know what, I don't think this is good for a, 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 for a grand jury to see. I don't think there's anything here. I'm not going to give it to them. Under 18 U.S.C. 3332, a U.S. attorney, any attorney does not have that prosecutorial discretion. They may decide to have discretion over whether or not to prosecute once an indictment is handed down by a grand jury, but they are not gatekeepers to the grand jury. The grand jury does not belong to them, does not belong to the judicial system, does not belong to the legislative uh, system, does not belong to the executive system. The grand jury is a, con is a constitutional fixture in its own right. It does not need anyone's permission. It does not have any gatekeepers. And that is specific so that the grand jury can investigate willful misconduct wherever it may exist. Now, when we're talking about state grand juries, while New Mexico, Kansas, Oklahoma, Nevada, Nebraska, and North Dakota have provisions in their respective state constitutions and statutes to allow for citizens to directly petition a grand jury, many states require petitioners to go through an attorney general for the state or a judge capable of convening a grand jury. Additionally, in many states, there are statutes that detail the requirements necessary for filing a formal grand jury petition although you'll find that those are pretty damn hard to come by. Now, county criminal grand juries, typically a county-level grand juries, are convened through a district attorney or a judge. However, in some states, a U.S. citizen may hand the formal petition directly to a grand jury member. Georgia is one of those states, for example. In some states, the grand juror's oath requires them to investigate allegations of criminal activities based upon what they individually know or have knowledge of. We've actually done a little bit more homework since we first wrote this. That's true in every state. 
Grand jurors take an oath, an oath to tell the truth, an oath to diligently inquire, and to true presentment make, meaning tell everybody what's going on. In fact, in Florida, Mike Zarzano's team, who helped get two state grand juries launched, they just got something back on the first one, which is over the border. They just got a 146-page presentment back. I can't wait to read it this weekend on a scathing report on the state of our border and what's going on and how that's been created. Now that's a presentment. A presentment is something a grand jury can return once it's finished its investigation. A a grand jury can also return indictments of specific people that they feel have committed crimes. And then it would be left for a prosecutor to bring charges against them and put them in a trial situation or put them into a plea bargain situation. Uh, Let's get in one more question here. So are there states that require a grand jury to be convened when a specific number of signatures are gathered on a petition drive? That answer is yes. And that is New Mexico, Kansas, Oklahoma, Nevada, Nebraska, and North Dakota. And in this document on beyondthecon.com on FAQs, you can certainly go and click on all of the, uh, on all of the links that we have in there. When we come back, I'll read some of these. I'll read the New Mexico Constitution and some of the others where these exist. So we write back with more looking for, uh, excuse me, Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
All right, healers, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, let's pick up. We have a few minutes left in this last segment. Let's talk a little bit more about these FAQs, these frequently asked questions, the grand jury. Uh, New Mexico Constitution states a grand jury shall be convened upon order of a judge of a court empowered to try and determine cases of capital, felonious or infamous crimes at such times as to him shall be deemed necessary or a grand jury shall be ordered to convene by such judge upon the filing of a petition, therefore signed by not less than the greater of 200 registered voters or 2% of the registered voters of the county, or a grand jury may be convened in an additional matter as may be prescribed by law. In 2024, we're going to take advantage of that. All right. What did they say? What do you need? Two hundred registered voters. That's all you need to sign off on a grand jury petition before the court. That's Article 2, uh, uh, 14 in the New Mexico Constitution. Kansas Statutes 22-3001, subsection 2. A grand jury shall be summoned in any county within 60 days after a petition praying, therefore, is presented to the district court bearing the signatures of an of a number of electors equal to 100 plus two percent of the total number of votes cast for governor in the county uh and in the last preceding election so that's going to be a little bit of work there to find out which counties have um numbers that we can get to but we'll find them all right. We've been sitting on phase two for a little bit. We wanted to get a little bit further along with phase one of what we're doing at the federal level. And now we're there. Oklahoma Constitution and Statutes, Article 2, Section 18, OS um, 38-101 to 108. A grand jury shall be convened upon the order of a district judge upon his own motion or such grand jury shall be ordered by a district judge upon the filing of a petition, therefore signed by qualified electors of the county equal to the number of signatures required to propose legislation by a county uh, by a county by initiative petition as provided in Section five of Article five of the Oklahoma Constitution with the minimum number of required signatures being 500 and the maximum being 5,000. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to find 5,000 signatures in Oklahoma. We're going to make that happen. Nevada statutes, NRS 6.132, a committee of petitioners consisting of five registered voters may commence a proceeding to summon a grand jury pursuant to this section by filling by filing with the clerk of the district court an affidavit that contains the following information. Name and address of each registered voter who's a member of the committee, the mailing address to which all correspondence concerning the committee is to be sent, a statement that the committee will be responsible for the circulation of the petition and will comply with the ap applicable requirements, a statement explaining the necessary necessity for summoning a grand jury pursuant to this section. You know, all these uh, statutes that I'm reading right now for these six remaining states, these all used to be in all 50 states. All 50 states used to have this kind of access to a grand jury. Nebraska statutes, district courts shall call a grand jury in each case that a petition meets the requirements of Section 32-628, includes a recital as to the reason for requesting the convening of the grand jury and a specific reference to the statute or statutes which are alleged to be, have been violated and is signed 
not more than 90 days prior to the date of filing under sections 29-1401.02 by not less than 10% of the registered voters of the county who cast votes for the office of governor in such county as the most recent general election held for such office. A little bit higher threshold, higher number there, 10% in a county. So but what if it's a smaller county? Maybe if you're in a county of a thousand people, that would mean that 10% would be a hundred signatures. I think we can pull something like that off. And then the North Dakota codes, any judge of the district court for any county must be, must direct in the manner herein provided that a grand jury be drawn and summoned to attend whenever the judge deems the attendance of the grand jury necessary for the due enforcement of the laws of the state. The state's attorney of the county wherein the court is to be held in writing request the judge to do so or three, a petition in writing requesting the same is presented to to the judge signed by qualified electors of the county equal in number to at least 25% of the total vote cast in the county for the office of governor of the state at the last general election. But the number of signatures required may not be fewer than 200 and 25, nor exceed 5,000. So again, it comes to that same kind of 5,000 thing. The idea here is that we are going to go after these six states and we're going to make sure we have the specific templates available and we are going to get the signatures necessary in 2024 to make sure that we're moving forward with this investigation at the grand jury level. We have enough information now from the federal level on how they want to attack this issue that we're bringing there. We've got we've had them play their hand enough that now we're going to be able to win because we know what they're going to try to do moving forward and we're going to be able to stop them, stop them cold. So in other states, there are grand juries uh, duty uh, duties openly supported by the judicial branches. So, yes, one of those is Arizona. Uh, That's where I live. And that might be where we start. From the judicial branch of Arizona's webpage, the players in a trial courtroom, um, what they say is that the county grand jury is responsible for investigating possible, and this is quote, investigating possible public offenses, including corrupt or willful misconduct in office by public officials. In Tennessee, they have something very, very similar as well. And this is what's so incredible about this document that, uh, that Kelly Mordecai has put together. There is a lot more power and a lot more opportunity than we've even explored so far. We've just been really focusing on the federal level all of 2023 and all of 2022 and 2023. 2024, we move it to the county level. And that's phase two of this grand jury initiative. How is a grand jury convened? And the answer is by law, most states and federal jurisdictions have grand juries convened already. Grand juries are convened by the presiding judge for the respective judicial district. That's going to be federal, state, or county. Once convened, the presiding judge can answer questions asked by the grand jury, but can have no binding influence over the grand jury's investigations or deliberations. That's because the gut judge and the the judicial branch do not own the grand jury. Grand juries belong to us, we the people. Grand juries are independent legal authorities. No one, not a judge, not an attorney, not a member of the public can attempt to influence a grand jury because to do so is a felony. What is the purpose of a grand jury? Grand juries are both a shield and a sword for we, the people. 
As a shield, grand juries prevent innocent people from being terrorized by overzealous prosecutors for what could amount to political prosecution. Once convened, grand juries need no permission from any judge, attorney, or elected official to do their duty. As a sword, grand juries possess the legal authority to investigate and indict any and all people believed to be guilty of criminal activity based upon the evidence presented or discovered. With the power to investigate and indict, grand juries possess the power to hold to account elected and appointed officials believed to be guilty of malfeasance, corruption, and willful misconduct where evidence substantiates those allegations. Can a grand jury investigate and indict elected and appointed officials at any level of government? Yes, resoundingly, yes. Grand juries exist to ensure elected and appointed officials are held accountable should officials conclude and conspire to take advantage of we, the people, in violation of their oaths of office, in violation of federal, state, and local laws, and or in violation of the supreme law of the land, United States Constitution. The founders of the United States of America, in their wisdom gained by living under tyrannical rule, understood that even the best designed systems of checks and balances could become corrupted. The grand jury system was installed to ensure that we, the people, have a remedy for peaceful resolution of said corruption and the abuse of power should any tyranny begin to ravage the country, as we have seen over the last several years, especially. Grand juries give we the people an instrument of justice that can be used to hold wrongdoers accountable within the confines of the law. What happens if a prosecutor or judge refuses to submit a citizen's petition to a convened grand jury? Well, that's where we are right now. In these instances, the prosecutor or judge would be guilty of obstruction of justice by obstructing your right to petition the grand jury. The prosecutor would be in violation of your First Amendment right to petition the government for redress of grievance. If a prosecutor believes they have the authority to obstruct justice, then a lawsuit alleging obstruction of justice should commence immediately. And I think that's something we're going to be looking at. And I know that's something we're going to be looking at in 2024. Are grand juries independent or part of the judicial branch? Grand juries are completely and absolutely independent legal authorities. And you can see the references that are in this document and precedents from the Supreme Court. As independent legal authorities, what is the grand jury's duty? While this may appear synonymous with power, duty is different from power. Power is the ability to do something, but power can be abused or go unutilized. Duty is the obligation to exercise said power, but in with, but with integrity at all times, so as to ensure that the power is not abused. Grand juries have the power to investigate any allegation of criminal activity brought before them. However, grand juries have the duty to exercise the power entrusted to them without bias or preconceived ideas, in strict accordance with the law, and with equal application regardless of the socioeconomic privilege or political connections of the alleged criminal. Grand juries are duty-bound to review all allegations of criminal activity and investigate thoroughly. Their duty to we the people is either one, to confirm the substance of the allegations and file indictments, two, to file a presentment with recommendations, or three, to confirm the allegations are meritless. The grand jury can provide a report 
to the public explaining their rationale. Upon receipt of the formal grand jury petition, grand juries are duty-bound to serve we, the people. We'll end it right here, everyone. Um, there's so many more questions in this document. Uh, oh, my goodness. How far did we go? There are a grand total of 22 questions. We got at least another seven, and there's so many references in this document. I highly encourage you to go to beyondthecon.com and download our um, grand jury uh, FAQs. I also encourage you to join us on December 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Beyond the Con for a free live stream and Q&A session to follow about where we are with the federal process and where we're going with the county process that we are going to initiate in phase two starting in January of 2024. All right, healers. Well, that's all the time we have for today on Energetic Health Radio. I will perk up next week because next week I don't have 25 interviews before I get to record. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your continued support, your interest in what we are doing here. And we are going to give you an opportunity to join this fight in a big way um, starting on December 5th. So make sure you join us at beyondthecon.com, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have a lot to share with you. We have a lot to discuss. We have a lot of work to do. So let's do today's work and make sure we're positioning ourselves for freedom for everyone and freedom forever in our future. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. Wishing you a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And I say to you, aloha. And adios.